This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast channel. My name is Kayla, and today I have a dear friend with me on here doing an interview. Her name is Lucy, and she is an artist, singer, songwriter, vocal alchemist, and a Jean Keys guide. So she's one of the co-founders of Gifts of Gaia with Randy Lee, and we're going to be talking about Gifts of Gaia today. But I met Lucy because I joined Gifts of Gaia, and I met her through Randy and I wanted to have her come on the channel because I've been in this community now for a couple months, like probably four or five months almost. And I just want to have this conversation with her about embodying human design and gene keys. And it's just going to be, you know, a riff on what we love most. So Lucy, welcome to the channel all the way from Hawaii. I also think that's so cool. I just need to say you're in Hawaii. <laughs> and yeah, I would love for you to tell us a bit more about yourself and welcome here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Aloha. Oh my God, it's, it's really such a pleasure. I'm so grateful um, to be here, to, to share the space and to dive a little bit in this deep, deep adventure of Gene Keys and human design. I mean, we know that they are very, very much connected. Um, for me, I would say I'm like a beginner at human design. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always a beginner, but what I mean by that is I, I only like kind of like dip my toes into the human design and I really dove very deeply into the gene keys and really utilizing that as a, oh, just, you know, to play with, to soak in, to, to take it all in. And I really then bring these elements into my art. I bring these elements into my work as a musician. I bring this, these elements into my work as a vocal coach, vocal alchemist, because I can see how these elements, when we know a little bit more about ourselves, when we um, allow ourselves to contemplate these elements, these frequencies, it has a very, very, very interesting impact on our vo voice, on our vocal expressions, on our creative expression in life. And so that's really the juiciness for me is to take both of these ideas and then playfully integrating them into my life. So that is kind of like me, me in a nutshell, really always around playful expression and playfully taking it, taking it to the next level from just being concepts or mental ideas and constructs to really then, you know, bring it into the flesh and bone. Yes. Oh my goodness. And just so the listeners know, literally every week when we have our gifts of Gaia call, we contemplate the gene key that is in transit with the earth. And Lucy, like the call is like almost an hour and a half. And by the end of the call, she has like pulled in, you know, these energetic frequencies and notes and ideas. And she creates a song and she like sings to us a song based off of that gene key. And so this is literal evidence of how Lucy is like so good. I just, I don't know, you, you're so good at alchemizing. Like that's literally when you said vocal alchemist, I was like, yes, this is so true. And even the way that you, you share your insights with your analogies. And I know it's going to be some good ones that will come up in today's <laughs> 
conversation that I'm so excited about. So one thing I really love, Lucy, is that you shared that you, like I got into human design first and I didn't know anything about the gene keys. And then I got into the gene keys in the fall of 2021. And it sounds like you've kind of had the opposite experience. So I would really love if you can actually first share with our audience what your human design is so that they know, and then also share how you got into the gene keys. Cause I think that that's always a fun story for people to tell. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so I am a manifesting generator one three. And it was very, very interesting when I, <laughs> when I learned, I learned actually about human design shortly before I dove deep into the gene keys. Uh, I learned about it as part of a workshop that I took. And, um, and I liked the idea. I really liked the idea. And then I heard that I'm a manifesting generator one three. And for the first time I heard that I'm actually meant to juggle uh, several things at the same time. And I have to tell you that really opened something within me. It was almost like a relief, like a release because I felt like before I would always judge myself for that. I was always like, oh man, I should really focus on one thing. Like I have to kind of, I have some growing up to do over here because that I, I always just thrive when I have all these things going on. And it's literally in a way where I have like 10 things at the same time going on and I'm energetic I'm excited and I have the energy of like you know a whole hive of bees and then there is another moment when it feels like the my queen bee has just died and then all the you know everything like you know the whole beehive is kind of like falling asleep a little bit like in the sleeping beauty like everything comes to a pause and even that, you know, I was always so confused about that and tried to make that go away. I wanted it to be different. And I feel like that was my first, you know, when I got in touch for the first time with human design, there was that permission. Like I could taste that permission. Oh, wow, that's kind of like, that's kind of like in my design. And then very quickly, like, you know, the little red riding hood, I got distracted by the gene keys in a sense. And I feel like why, you know, if you would ask me, why did I get distracted by them is because there is such a playful element that I, in the beginning, I couldn't first really find in the human design. That was for me a little bit more like system and this is this and you wait to respond and you do this and you ride your emotional wave. It was just a little more you know, maybe like a little more like masculine, so to speak. And then when I found the gene keys, there was this like Rumi quotes and Buddhism and Sufism and, and all of these beautiful, like creative philosophy and frequencies. And oh my God, like my spirit was like, you know, take out my hair tie, open my hair, you know, woo -hoo, shake it in the wind, kind of, you know, it's just like this whole, so playfully beautiful. And that's really then where I got, yeah, really, you know, hooked. I was like, this is what I'm doing now. And I started studying it and enrolling in all the workshops and a big part of it was my really dear soul sister randy who you know is an absolute wizard in human design and then she also got very deep into the gene keys and we together then really held each other accountable 
to go through the book together, to really, you know, every week contemplate two gene keys. And we have literally, Kayla, we have every Friday, I think now since over a year, since January 2021, we have weekly gene key meetings where we go on adventure in nature and contemplate these keys. And I feel like, you know, to bring it back to the question to that, I feel like the gene keys really just pulled me in, in all their creativity, in all their, the, their music. They are music to me. They are music to my soul. Like the whole idea of, you know, listening to the frequency of the earth, you know, the Schumann frequency, and then entering the world more in that way, where it's less about the words. It is really about the energy that the words bring. The, the, the tr these transmissions bring. And for me, it's really silk for my soul or honey for my beehive, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I could just sit and listen to you talk all day. Like I just, this is, I told Lucy before we hit record, like her analogies. And I find it amazing that you, that you don't have the gate 56 in your throat defined. Cause that's the storyteller because you're so amazing at telling stories, you know, and just sharing. And the, you literally just wrapped all of that up in a bow coming back to the beehive, you know? And I, and I love what you said about human design. And I, that's how I felt too. When I found human design, I was like, okay, I'm going to do human design. I'm going to follow my strategy. This is my authority. And I, I, I started becoming very like rigid because I was like, oh, this works. I'm going to do it this way. But then the gene keys, there is so much more fluidity, right? It is, it is a playful expression. And I've actually found, I think I've, I have found more self-acceptance and openness from contemplating the gene keys over just using my human design. Like I definitely noticed that I blend the two because I feel like it is that balance of that masculine and feminine energy that you're talking about, which is so amazing. And so I love, I love, and that just goes to show to also just having you and Randy as leaders and gifts of Gaia, like the integrity that you have of like going and contemplating and then bringing forth the wisdom that you get from your own experience with the gene keys. So I just feel like everything you shared, like that was just so, it was just so beautiful, you know? And, and so I'm really curious, how long have you, how long have you been contemplating the gene keys? Like when did you first learn about it? And then how did you and Randy meet? Cause you two are literally soul sisters. Like, I just love it so much. Two peas in a pod. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you. First of all, for this beautiful feedback. Um, Right, right, like, let me start the jinkies. Very interesting scenario. In 2000, probably 17 or 18, a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, sent me a text message because we had conversations. She's a healer, you know, she's a witch, she's a wonderful human, like a wonderful creative being. And she was very deeply involved with the jinkies. And I had no idea what it was, but she asked me for my birthday. And then sure enough, you know, a couple of days later, she sends me a text message with the seventh gene key, which is my uh, life's work, that beautiful guidance and virtue. And, you know, she sent, and then she took a photo of the writing in the gene keys book. And, you know, if that's, if you have never heard about it, you have no idea what it is. And then I've started reading it and I didn't understand a word. Like I literally, I was like, I have no idea what this is and amino acids and, you know, partners, you know, like, I, 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 
I, I don't have any idea what this is. And so I kind of like, you know, read it a little bit and, and that was it. And then, you know, years later, literally like two or three, you know, depending on now, yeah, two or three years later in 2020, when, um, you know, when our world shifted, you know, when I, and, and I shifted inward, I really had time to kind of, you know, go through my things and take a look, what do I not need anymore? And there was the Gene Key Bible, how I call it, you know, and the book, because I had actually, I ordered the book. That was the funny thing. She sent me the thing and I decided to spontaneously order the book, but I never looked at it. I just had it in my shelf somewhere. And so then I started pulling it out specifically also because Randy started, you know, going really into, into the work of human design. And then she touched on the gene keys and I was like, wait a minute, I have the book. And so that's kind of like how, how I got rekindled with the gene keys, even though they had tried to enter my world a little earlier. And funny side note, one of the things I think why I was really attracted to them was the dragonfly. Because for me, the dragonfly, since I was a little girl, I always utilized that as the dragonfly when I would see one was always for me a sign that I'm connected to the other realms, to the magical world and the magical realms. So when my friend sent me the book cover, which she had, I think it was an older version where there was actually, it was kind of purplish and there was a, a dragonfly on the book cover. And so that really kind of attracted me. I think that's why I actually bought the book because I'm such a visual, uh, you know, playful being in that way. And uh, Randy and I, one day, and that must have been actually pro probably around, yeah, 2018, 2019, we were both part of this um, collective workspace in Honolulu. And I was working there on my beautiful projects that I was involved in, many of my juggling projects. And one day I showed up and in front of the door, in front of the entrance, there was a group of women and one of them I knew. And I walked up and this woman looks at me, looks at Randy and says, oh my God, you too, you have to meet. You, you, you should know each other. And we literally, you know, we looked at each other and we kind of just hit it off. And shortly after, Randy did actually her first uh, solo event where she really, you know, had like a come out as a coach, as a self-love coach in those days. And I remember she invited me and she invited me as a speaker and I showed up with my guitar and shared a little bit and sang a song. And we immediately had just this deep connection. And then next thing you know, um, she hosted a retreat and she asked me to be part of it as a sound healer and soul sound alchemist with my singing bowls. But then the universe arranged it in a way that our retreat manager was going through a process herself. So she couldn't really manage, help manage the retreat and keep Randy's back free. So I kind of stepped in right there and kind of just helped Randy out wherever I could. And after that, we were like, oh my God, we are just a great team. And that's kind of like how we uh, started working and playing together and always came up with the next idea. And we have been just riding that wave. Yeah, since really now then, 2019 was our uh, in-person retreat where we really decided we, we fit well together. And then 
we did several on online containers and online programs and have really changed together. We have really changed a lot within, you know, really, really, really beautiful. Yeah. So that I, was, yeah. I love that so much. And just hearing the story of how, you know, just as a reminder to people, like what's meant for you will not miss you right? You know, you were meant to connect with Randy, you were meant to get into the gene keys. And it's so funny that you mentioned the dragonfly, because I so Randy actually gifted me the book, The Art of Contemplation. And I've been reading it like the last couple of days It's a really small book, but we can talk about the art of contemplation today, too, because I think that's so perfect. And there's a little dragonfly on the back. And I didn't even realize that I had consciously noticed it until you mentioned the dragonfly. And I was like, yes, the dragonfly. But you know what? I'm sure if I'm going to have to Google it after because I don't know the significance of why Richard Red has the dragonfly. I don't know if you know if it's like one of the gene keys or or not. But uh, I find that because there's always, you know, that symbolism with, with each of the keys, right? Especially in Gifts of Gaia when we talk about it every week, like what animal or creature represents that yeah, gene key. That's true. What, what immediately comes to me is when you look at the dragonfly, the dragonfly was actually, it's really a, um, a wonderful an analogy for evolution, right? Because the dragonfly is a water animal originally. So it's underwater. And then at some point, it, it morphed into an above water being that actually then has wings and flies, right? So that's for me so powerful, that analogy where in a way, and it gives me chills right now, because as humanity, that's kind of like what we're going through as well. Like, it's almost like we've been living in this like, you know, unconscious, like, you know, more like, yeah, unconscious world, like almost half asleep. And now we're waking up, we're starting to wake up to our true potential, right? And my personal favorite is always the the butterfly and caterpillar and which you know which is so similar where i feel like as humanity we've been in this caterpillar uh situation and where we're like you know the the, the never the, the always eating caterpillar right it's like never satisfied give me more i want more i want more and then the caterpillar gets so fat and so slow and oh my god and then she obviously ends up in that cocoon and there it's like, it's icky, it's stinky, it's uncomfortable, we don't like it. And right in there though, in that goo, in that moment, there is something called the imaginal cells. There are cells that are waking up already in the goo of the caterpillar and they are starting to build the cell structure of the wings. They are in that goo already. And so then at some point, you know, the wings start developing out of that goo. And when we really look at where we are as humanity, as a society, then we can maybe be a little bit more at ease with what's going on to see it's a very natural state. And we cannot, a caterpillar can never jump that state. You cannot shortcut it. You, you cannot. There is that, we go through that. And if you try to pull out the wings to make them work quicker, the wings will break and the butterfly will never really fly. I mean, it makes me almost cry, you know, where, where it's like, can we have some grace and some patience to allow our caterpillar to transform into the butterfly and our water being to transform into that dragonfly? 
And then if we take it to the next winged analogy where we have the bird of humanity where the feminine wing was kind of paralyzed for a long time and the masculine wing was doing all the work and that's why we were flying in circles. And now that wing is slowly waking up and for the first time, maybe in ever, we will actually be able to soar and fly into a direction where we can all thrive. Oh, and, my gosh. You know, yeah, these, winged, the winged, <laughs> these winged analogies, the winged creatures share it all. It's all there, you know? Yes. Oh, my gosh, Lucy. My, I wish that the listeners could see me. My face literally hurts from smiling so hard. <laughs> like the, and I feel like what you just said, this, you know, this, this point of being in the cocoon, like I think li like literally coming out of a pandemic is what's happening is that we've been in a cocoon for two years, yes. right? And it wasn't a choice. And there were things, there was the goo and the things that we literally had to sit in. And even myself, you know, and I, I know that, you know, the background of like my business and the cocooning of what's going on for me right now. And just, I don't know, that was just such a beautiful analogy to, I mean, this is the highest expression of my own life's work of Gene Key 36 of having compassion and the gift of humanity, you know, and just really that that's, that's really it. Like those highest expressions of just having that ability to, and I love how much you talk about being playful because I think that's I think that's what's missing too is there's this like seriousness to get somewhere to do something to have it all to fit the fit the bill like whatever it is that there's just so much of that masculine pressure that that you're talking about and so I think it's so beautiful that you just literally like took my dragonfly comment and gave the biggest wisdom bomb ever and I just absolutely loved that share you know and it's I feel like it's too, it has so much to do with that inner guidance, you know, in this case now, you know, my life's work where I feel like the, and again, you know, taking that, that caterpillar, like every, again, and even every caterpillar though is different. You know, there's not, you, there's not like a, it's exactly three days on the dot when this happens and three days and five seconds and then the imaginal cells come out and then this like it's every caterpillar has its very own genetic very own you know in, in its dna its very own timing for those wings to grow and i think like if we can just allow that if we can have a little more grace and like you said compassion with ourselves that we are exactly where we are and can we be okay with where we are right now? And then instead of looking at someone else's already fully developed spread out wings, instead of feeling intimidated by it, to almost more take that peek and be like, wow, that's what I'm, that's what I'm on my way to. Like, that is so beautiful, you know? And then instead of feeling that like, almost like resistance to be almost like, wow, I wonder how that feels. Like, what must it feel like when my wings are fully developed, when I lose the gravity and I can just lift off and fly and see where the wind of change really wants to blow me? Because I feel like many times we are so stuck on thinking that we really know where we want to go and we know where we should go and where we must go. And yet, I feel there is that 
that element that that mystic that 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 unknown that will always be there and that each one of us has at least one example in life where we allowed ourselves to let go and let god so to speak listen to that inner guidance that inner little voice that says hey today go this way instead and you follow that and it takes you on a journey and on an adventure and that's the playfulness right that's where the playfulness comes in even if we have let's say a nine to five job is there any way we can take a different route to work you know in different times a week can we take a bicycle rent an electric scooter for fun uh, take roller skates you know um, i don't know but, but to really kind of like have these different ideas i learned that throughout the pandemic where you know we have a dog and so every day i walk my dog and I got really creative after a while to really find different paths and different ways because I had the time to, to do that. So, and it became an adventure versus a, okay, I still, I have to walk the dog, you know, then it was like, oh my God, let's see where we can go today. I love this so much because it's also just such a great example of your one, three profile. Like the one is the investigator, like always, you know, going and getting the facts and figuring things out. And, you know, this, this state of like curiosity and the three line is really this trial and error, like figuring things out, like you literally going out and walking your dog and like trial and error, like different paths and different ways to do it is like such an embodiment of your energetic imprint. And it's so refreshing because hearing you, I'm like, yes, you're right today. I went for a walk to the salon. I went and I got my nails done for fun. And I walked a different way than I normally would. And even when I came back, I walked a different way. And it's like so beautiful outside. And I thought that is so much more satisfying because it was more stimulating in a way of being present and engaged with what was going on in front of me as I was walking. And I love this because this really ties into the art of contemplation. And have you, have you had the chance to read that little book? Yes, by I, Richard Rudd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just want to talk about this a little bit because we've been indirectly talking about this in our conversation, but just so that the audience knows when it comes to the gene keys, what you're doing is contemplating. It's not taking specific act, action. It's really this playful, energetic dance with the shadows, the gifts and the cities of each gene key. And you know, each gene key is a conscious code that, that we get the privilege to embody, right? Whether it's the shadow, the gift yeah. of the city. And so the three, the three parts of the, of the art of contemplation is first to pause. And it was interesting because as I was reading this in the book last night, I was just so stunned at the irony, like the paradox. The more that we pause in the day, the more time that we have, right? Which is so beautiful. Yeah. And then from there, we pivot. So that could look like interrupting our trains of thoughts and things that are just irrelevant to, you know, the present moment. And then there's the merging, which is really about like the acceptance of it all, which I feel like we've been talking about the merging aspect and then the, the, the pausing, but I'm just curious to hear your insights on this, because I feel like this is where the feminine energy really comes in with the gene keys, because it's just something, it's very flowy it's not like, you know, we're, we're sacred beings. So we wait to respond and then we, you know, 
get frustrated when this happens and it's it's so fluid which is why I love the gene key so much I would love to hear your thoughts on the art of contemplation I feel like yeah for me again it's a very playful approach I think one story and I don't know why exactly but one story that immediately comes up as a you know as a sharing visceral example of when you just shared you know about the pausing the pivoting and the merging was the idea when I was surfing when I was uh, you know when I'm surfing on a, on a like wave surfing not the wind surfing but just paddling out out into the waves and so I remember I had a situation when I just began because I was terrified of waves and that's why I actually started surfing just to get get over that and I remember we were um, I started learning that in Portugal and in, in the south of Portugal and down there we you know we, we had quite some weather conditions and the the waves were you know pretty pretty good for beginners but there was also a strong current and I remember we were paddling out and usually what we were taught was okay you paddle out with the current and then obviously when you move to over a little bit there will be the wave and that will carry you back in so and I was out there and I got kind of like carried away by the current and I got stressed and I got stressed and instead of pausing <laughs> and for a moment contemplating from there then maybe pivoting and actually moving into the wave coming back to shore what I did was <laughs> I struggled and I struggled really bad to a degree where I even threw away the board because I was panicked. And I was, you know, basically it was a situation where I could have drowned. And so I feel like when we take this now into our lives where we, sometimes we feel like we're drowning in our daily lives, right? We're drowning in our tasks. We're drowning in our creating our businesses. We're drowning in work. We're drowning in serving everyone else around us. We're just, we have that feeling we're drowning and we're struggling. And it takes up so much energy because we take up all the energy just to stay above the surface. And then if we would take that moment to pause, we would actually save energy because we would not struggle and paddle and, you know, be, oh my God, oh my God. And the breath gets really shallow and quick. We would actually take that pause, even in a current in the actual water current you take that moment and you breathe and then if if i would have done that back then there might have been that thought of oh my god i just have to swim two meters over go with the waves back to the shore but because i was not giving myself that pause i was not giving myself that that moment and yet, of course, you can now say, oh, but that's like a life and that, that's like a crazy situation. But let's be honest, most of us treat our everyday lives that way. We constantly think it's a life and death situation and we have to pay the bills and we have to do this and our car has to be repaired and this and that. And so to take that moment, I think that the art of contemplation is a life savior. It's like, it's like the life, is it a raft that somebody throws out to you? Lifeline, right? yeah. You know, that would have been in that moment for me out there, you know, that would have been like the savior in a way. And then we can really merge with, with 
with the wisdom and with the life and with the way it is. And it all comes back for me to allowing, accepting and embracing. And we can usually do that when we take a pause and it has to only be two, three minutes. And we say, you know what? I see right now, let's say in my case now, you know, to keep it very jinky, you know, when my inner division comes up, right? in my, my seven, my, my life's work. Like when I feel like I'm divided on the inside, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm disconnected from the others. I, and then I have like divisions with myself where I'm like really harsh on myself. And so there's a lot of division going on. And then can I take a pause? Can I take a moment there and just allow that to be there? Can I just be okay with, can I just allow that division to be fully expressed instead of patching it down with positive affirmations, instead of like, oh, let me just quickly go back to work and pretend it was not there. Can I take that and really allow that to be there? Because in the end, it's fear, right? In the end, it's fear. So can I allow that fear of not belonging, that fear of, of wanting to be part of something but not having access because there's so much judgment in all of it. Can I take that and completely allow that from there? And that's usually when already the, that's when the, when we're preparing for that, for that pivot, that's where it's already prepared because something is absolutely and utterly accepted. And I don't have to love it necessarily, but I can just accept it, right? And then from there, it can blend, it can merge. You know, the, 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 the image that comes is watercolor. You know, when you have, when you're not using enough water, when you're not in that flow, you have like very, very like contoured like lines. And then when you allow you know, yourself to ah, play and you come back into that flow, it, it all kind of merges, if that makes sense. And that's for me, in a way, you could say that working with these jinkies is like watercoloring, watercoloring your life. You're pausing and then you take that brush onto that canvas and you add some water and you're pivoting and, and, and things are merging. And can we accept that? Can we accept that sometimes we're not using enough water and we might have certain elements on the canvas that we don't like to see, but can we accept them and then let it merge, right? Let it merge with the, the imagery of, of life. And that's for me the most fun with this, the most fun I have is literally take one of the keys, no matter what. I sometimes even do it in the mornings. I ask like, is there any message I have today? And then I literally, the first number that comes up, I open the gene key book, I look at it, you know, and then I do my, my inner canvas work. Now, this brings me to an idea where I'm like, I would actually love to buy a real canvas and try that out now, you know, to be like, let me just do that. Let me take a canvas and a brush and see what happens when I'm contemplating the seventh gene key in front of a canvas. Yeah. I love that. That is so beautiful. The way that you said that. And then of course, bringing in that example of watercolors, cause it's true. And like, when you actually add enough water to create a flow, like you kind of, you have to let go. You can't 
like watercolors are so fluid. And if you think about your life, there's so many things that are so fluid that you literally have to let go of control and just allow it to, to flow. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like that was so perfect. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you've talked a little bit about your life's work, but let's kind of go through the activation sequence. And I'll just share with the listeners. I have done a couple episodes on the gene keys and Randy and I have an episode as well that you can look back on, but we'll talk about the activation sequence today. And that's really your conscious sun and earth and your unconscious sun and earth. And your life's work is, you know, that, that along with the evolution is going to be this like push and pull and this imbalance between this like father and mother energy. And really it's, it's like what we experience the most. So mine is 36 and six, and those are pretty intense, but I love, I would love for you to share more about yours, Lucy, just having, you talked a bit about the seven in your life's work, but I would love to hear your experience with your evolution, which is like what we're here to, to learn and mature from and grow from and and how that shows up for you. So you have 13.1 in your evolution. Yes. And it's, it, it has been the most powerful uh, key for me, to be honest, the 13, because it's really all about listening. It's really all about listening. And then again, as a musician over here, it was very, it was a, it was a very approachable gene key because we have the shadow frequency of discord. Yeah, like it's sort of like something like discord, disharmony, something is like something feels off, you know, and I, I can trust that, but I, I have to, yeah, I have to learn to listen. And then we have discernment and empathy. And what I thought was so funny when I heard for the first time that the gift in my evolution is discernment, I didn't quite really think that a discernment didn't have such a beautiful, um, you know, gift sound to it. You know, I was like, discernment, isn't that, isn't that more like where you're critical, where you're, you know, like where you're, it had a little bit more of a harsh energy to it. And then though, I really leaned into it. And what I could see was the profound connection between the seven and the 13, obviously, was let's take it as an example, listening to my inner guidance. Like, let's say there is something and I know exactly my inner voice. Let's take a very visceral example. Years ago in Germany, my inner voice was telling me that I should move to the United States. Didn't make any sense. I had a successful business, a one woman show. I had a a beautiful partner. My parents had just bought me an amazing apartment overlooking the city with a bathtub with a window above. I mean, it was like, oh my God, like, why would you ever leave? Like, this is, this is it. This is great. You know? And within there was that, oh, that knowing that deep inner guidance. So then I experienced a lot of discord with that because I had such a resistance to really listening to that because it would mean I would have to say goodbye to my lover, to I would have to move away from my parents, my family. I would have to disappoint my friends, my producers and, you know, people that were included like in and around that that one woman show and so i could see i felt this like discord with what my head thought i really should do is stick it out stay you you gotta just like it's just a fairy tale dream this whole america thing that's just not just don't listen to that right and then though 
my, this discernment came in because I had to be very discerning with that very logical voice. Because what was happening at the same time, very subtle in my body, I started creating symptoms. It was symptoms of vertigo. It was symptoms of pressure in my head. It was symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks and short of breath. And so I thought that I'm dying. And I thought I have like a serious condition. So my head was going crazy. And I, several times I went to the emergency room to the hospital because I thought something is going on. I might have a tumor, some, like something because it's not right. And so then the discernment came in so wonderfully because I had to then learn to discern that what was going on. And when I did, when I was, again, that beautiful connection, when I actually then allowed myself to listen to it, I did it in many steps. I booked a flight. I had never been to the United States. So that's why that dream was a little drastic. But I said to myself, you know what? You're going to book a flight and you're just going to go to New York for like seven or 10 days by yourself, no plans whatsoever. And you will see if this is really a calling, if your guidance is right. So I kind of like, you know, made a little deal there with my inner guidance. And I followed along and all I felt was harmony. And again, the discernment was always my best friend on my travels because traveling, you know, by yourself as a woman. And I was, mind you, you know, because New York was really only the beginning. I started traveling through the whole United States, hitchhiking by, with the train, with a bus, just me, my backpack and my guitar. So discernment was always my best friend to really always listen. Is this someone I should trust? Is this, is this a safe place to stay? Should I go this way? Should I take the bus today? Or should I go by boat? What should I do? Should I maybe stay two more nights? And so the, the, the connection between the guidance and the discernment is almost like they're best friends. They go together so well. They, they, they really go together. And I discovered that really last year, uh, when I was contemplating both so much, because in the beginning I thought they would kind of like counter each other. But then I realized, no, they are sisters. They're, you know, they're travel buddies, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. It makes sense. I love the ending, the sisters and travel buddies. Like these are the kinds of conversations I love to have where it's not like, oh, Gene Key 13, you know, the shadow discord gift empathy or discernment and the, the, the city is empathy. Like those yeah. conversations to me feel so surface level. And when you just like showed an example of how the gene keys literally get activated in your life yeah, and how you embody that work and you played with it and you pivoted and you paused when you needed to, and it was just perfect. And you know, the, what just, uh, you know, comes from me, comes up for me is the line number one is self-empowerment. So which interestingly enough, it gives me goosebumps because then we can see if we listen to our inner guidance while we're taking sister discernment by the hand, we actually really come into a place of self-empowerment. 
because then we are no longer relying on the outside authority. We're no longer relying on any outside opinion really, because then we know I got my two travel bodies here. I'm going to be good. I'm feeling empowered. I'm, I can, I can, I can stand with this and for this and go for this. So, and I, you know, I can trust this. I mean, it comes all back to, I can trust this. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. That, oh, I love that. Can you share about your, I love how we're just kind of, we're going through the activation sequence now, and I would love for you to share an example in your life of your experience with your radiance being a two, 2.3, and then your purpose being a 1.3. And I know that's like big feminine, masculine energy there. So I would, I would love if you could share a story, Lucy, your stories are so good. Um, Yeah. So the radiance 2.3, um it's you know when we, and again we have uh dislocation and again what's so funny is right i see when i look at them it's like okay i have division discord dislocation right and it for me they are so connected right because it has all when i when i come back to my music it has all that feeling of ah it's like a little off pitch. It's like, you know, playing three different notes and just quite, they don't really quite sing well together. But then we can also take the pleasure in actually exploring, exploring that, you know, when, when notes are kind of like rubbing on, on each other, right? And I think that's also something in this work that has really uh, supported me is to not see the shadows as something bad and as something dark and as something like that works against me that I have to like get rid of. No, it's literally the entry point. It's the soil where the seed is planted and the, the, the sprouts of the gift and the city are already in that in that soil it's almost like the shadow it could also be the seed so to speak and then when it breaks open it has the beautiful gift and the city already within which which I always just love for myself so let's say um the dislocation the orientation and the unity which in my personal life I think the dislocating for me comes a lot on the inside that I feel dislocated in a way when I'm not really fully trusting myself and I'm not listening to my inner guidance. So it's almost like a direct result. If you could see it, 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 it goes from life's work to evolution to the radiance where then if I'm not listening to my inner guidance and I'm not discerning along the way, I might feel dislocated. I might feel dislocated within, sometimes even in the outside world. But with me, in this case, it's very much within. So, and therefore, knowing though, that even, even when I'm dislocated, even when I'm feeling I'm not in the right place at the right time right now, I can't find it. I, I just wrote a new song and it has that beautiful line in it that says, I'm swimming with my eyes closed. I'm watching the days go by and slowly I'm leaving the surface behind. And it's really that I'm diving so deep into that and being okay with that. And while I'm okay with that, almost like I'm naturally reorienting myself, right? Out of that, I can, when I actually, like we said earlier, when I'm allowing that struggle to be there, when I'm allowing, it's okay that you're dislocated right now. 
It's okay. And maybe you didn't listen to your inner voice. And maybe you were not discerning enough. It's okay. Are you still, and it's just going to make me cry because it's like, you're still wonderful. You're still lovable. And you, you got this. You did the right thing. It was not, you, there is no mistakes. And so then with that, just with that acceptance, we can reorient ourselves and create that inner unity, you know, and being, being that creative spirit that I am, what comes immediately is that inner team, right? That from, from the Gestalt therapy background that I mentioned. The, the inner team, meaning that we bring that back into unity, the community of my inner child, of my inner judge, my inner lover, my inner player, all of these beautiful elements that they come back into the into the unity and that everyone has a voice that it's that everyone is welcome joy is welcome excitement is welcome sadness is welcome my anger is welcome my rage is welcome i'm no longer locking the door on any of them because i know that then i will feel dislocated or I will make one of those elements feel dislocated and I, therefore I create a discord and a disharmony. So can I let it all in to then create that unity and to unify these elements within me? The unity of the Gene Keys, the, the unity, community, humanity, you know, the togetherness. So that's kind of like for me what that what that radiance um, speaks speaks to, and the uh, the line. What do I have now? The line three. Yeah, the interaction. I feel like it's that the courage to let those elements interact, to let to let it all interact. The same way I let all my gene keys interact. There is no need to separate them. There is no need to just to take my life's work and then just to, it's like they are, they are interactive. They are flowing. Like our DNA, like nothing in our bodies is stuck and stiff. Sometimes, you know, our joints get a little stiff here there. But you know what I mean, right? It's like, like everything is fluid. And so that's for me, my radiance. That was so beautiful. I just, I feel like we could talk for three hours, Lucy. I know. <laughs> the way, and I just, and also too, like obviously as a sacral being, like giving you something to respond to, like Lucy, what do you think about this? And then you just like illuminate, like it's, oh, I just love this. I'm so excited to hear what people have to say about this episode. And we still have a few more things to go through that I want to chat about, but I just love like, this is like, this is what it is. Like for the listeners, you know, we go and we get the Gene Keys book and we're like, okay, there's 64 Gene Keys and then there's codon rings and there's programming partners and then there's amino acids and there's all these things that I still don't fully understand. And we go and we try to understand it and memorize it. But like, it's literally about activating. And this, we're literally talking about, you know, the activation sequence right now in yeah. the, the, you know, the Gene Keys. But it's like, when you allow these energies and these gene keys to live in your life that is when you know for example this is we're literally talking about the radiant spirit you're talking about this level of unity and like radical self-acceptance is what will allow you to yes. radiate 
Like that's literally it, you know? And it's like, I love this because it's so like, we each have our own energetic imprint. It's not like, you know, I'm coaching you and I'm teaching you self-love. And these are the ways that you love yourself and your affirmations. And these are the limiting beliefs you're going to flip. Like, it's totally not that. Like, this is literally in your DNA of how you're meant to just prosper in your life. And so I, I just like love the way that you talk about the gene keys and just, just the integrity that you have in the emotion with your experience with it. And that's what happens is like, this is why this is the biggest thing. I'll never forget this. I've said this so many times. And Randy says it to me, Kayla, you don't do the gene keys. There's nothing to do. You don't do the gene keys. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, and I'm just, you know, and then I, it took me a while to really get it. And it's like, you know, I used to be like, say things like, oh, you know, with my old way of thinking before I got into human design, oh, how do you, how do you get rid of the shadows or, oh, this is how you get rid of the shadows. And it's like, you don't get rid of the shadows. And I laughed to myself when you started talking about the shadow being the seed, because when I was interviewed on Randy's podcast channel, I like channeled this example and you said it, I was like, you know what? The shadow is the dirt. It is the fertilizer, the shit, the manure, and yeah. then the the seed and the, the growing is the gift and the blooming of whatever that flower or that plant is, is the city, the highest expression. You take away the dirt, the shit, whatever you want to call it, that plant will die. Like you just, it's just so inclusive, you yes. know? And so I love hearing that in your language and your passion when you talk about this work. It's just like, yes, like I, I just obviously want to continue sharing this with the world. So good. Yeah, so juicy and it's uh I love so much also you know that's that's what I really appreciate about the Jinky community and you know and Richard Rudd and and his beautiful team is that it's that there is that allowance and that generosity you know there is not so much of an ownership of that you know it's really more like here you know here's the buffet and it's so generously shared with everyone and then we can take it and make it our own you know and there's been people who cre- you know who created like beautiful tarot cards or other people create you know meditations or just inspired by that work and isn't that so that in a way what a beautiful thing if i create something that is inspired by the jinkies that was they were inspired by the human design that was inspired by the i ching that was inspired by nature that was inspired by you know so it feels like it's that beautiful you know never ending evolution and change of wisdom ancient wisdom that has always been there and always found its way into the world exactly in the language that is needed for the given time Ooh, i want to just really make sure that i remember this that it always it's not about oh i have to be so super creative or i have to be like super unique and no it's like we're in the end all really talking about the same things but we are utilizing the language that is appropriate for exactly the times that we live in and how wonderful how wonderful is that yes and it's just like you said, it's, it's, it's a forever opening flower and evolution. And it's, it's a breath, you know, it's just that, that inhale and that exhale, like it's just constantly 
coming and going like the waves of the ocean as well like that in and out and it's just I, I absolutely love that and you know for me I have really an epiphany here this morning with you because when I just to wrap it up with the purpose you know so we have the whole sphere there what's so funny is I look at the the purpose of beauty and the gift of freshness right and 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 then entropy um and what is so profound and then the line three is the movement so which is so interesting now to me again because for me it's like a it's like a diamond necklace so we start with the diamond of life's work the inner guidance the little nudges from life then I'm first, I'm resisting to listen, but then I start listening, I start listening. And therefore, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling, I'm on the road. And while I'm doing that, I'm using my discernment. Sometimes I might not use it in a way that I could. And so I might feel dislocated. I might feel a little bit of unease. And then I reorient myself and I feel this unity with the world and with life. And there comes a freshness. So I'm really excited to start something new and maybe to put myself into a new direction direction to maybe start a new hobby to travel to a different country to to change something and therefore create that beauty in the world where then others can be inspired by and be like wow didn't she last week wear all black with like this now she's wearing a pink flower and this oh my god why is she dressed up as a drag queen today you know like that whole idea of let's be wild and creative and I always say I'm a wildflower in a wildflower patch you know and it's so beautiful that we can all blossom and bloom in our own timings and that's for me really the like a necklace they weave together and they are really all connected even though sometimes we feel like oh they're kind of the opposite they're kind of like there is a but when I Today, I really could see it's, it's, it's such a beautiful way to find, instead of looking at where it's actually in disharmony, to look where is it actually dancing with each other? Where is it supporting? Where are the keys supporting each other? And I think like that's something I'm going to take with me today from our conversation is that it's a beautiful dance and they are all so 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 sweetly connected and if that's not a beautiful purpose to have to always bring a freshness to always bring a freshness to life yeah oh yeah I love this and even just so your purpose being a one three the three line the movement like even I can just hear and you're speaking like it's oh I love how we literally contemplated your entire activation sequence today I'm like so inspired you know like just looking at you know the city expression of your evolution is empathy like the amount of empathy that you've shared through your stories today for yourself for the collective for just like our being human you know and then going into unity and just bringing all of it together like this this level of acceptance and just joy and connection and, and inclusivity of like every aspect of yourself and of life and then bringing that freshness and that excitement like that totally comes from you know just the, the three line the movement of everything together and even when you're sharing with me and you're you're using your hands to express it and you're like moving in the way that you speak like it's such a it's literally like to a T, the definition of integrity with embodiment. I just mm. absolutely 
loved listening to you share about this today, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for having me, for inviting me. And it's, it's really, I feel like these conversations, what you're bringing to the world is so valuable because it really brings, it brings human design and the gene keys alive, you know, and it might really help someone who thinks, oh, I just want to learn about human design. So I have like a certain strategy and I can, in the end, again, just manipulate my reality so I can manifest more things and stuff in my life that I in the end don't really need. And so then I end up again, you know, like what we, what we, <laughs> what we humans do, right? And, but instead really taking that and taking your own time with it, taking your own time with it. Like, you don't know, no need to rush through the sequences. You know, no need to let me just quickly get to the pearl so I get my money act together because it's prosperity, right? So <laughs> they, were, they were like, no, let me just really move through this and discover what's on the way because, man, I really believe to the core of my being, if I am not able to enjoy this process, if, if I'm not able to enjoy all of the sequences, all of the steps on my journey, I will never enjoy reaching any sort of goal or reaching any, you know, even then if I might have reached the highest expression of what I think is prosperity, if I haven't enjoyed the path there, I think I will also never enjoy that moment because it will just be another moment that I'm not enjoying because I want to already be somewhere else. Yes. Yes. I could not agree more. Yeah. This is, and I'm, and I love that you love these conversations that I am committed to having, you know, on my podcast and having you come on and share your story. Cause these are the kinds of conversations I want to bring into the world about human design and gene keys is that this fluidity it's it's not another system it's it's so much more feminine in the flow and like we need more of that and I say you need from this place of like empowerment like it's a gift to come forward and share this work in a way of like each person and their energetic imprint is so unique and needed in this world to make an impact and so I just, I absolutely love that. And so before we wrap things up today, Lucy, I want to talk a little bit about Gifts of Gaia because I just want our listeners to know, like, just so that the listeners know, from my point of view, our conversation today and how we dive, how we dove and how we dive into the Gene Keys is literally what we do on a weekly basis with Gifts of Gaia. And I actually am like starting to feel kind of emotional because this is what we do. This is our community. And we contemplate the gene key that is in transit with the earth that week. And this is the real like shit that we talk about. It's like, what is going on in my life? Yeah. Where, where can I bring this unity with my shadows and my gifts and like be present and pause and pivot and merge and have this, you know, embrace and accept and, and just be in the moment instead of this overachieving for the material, like, grounding your roots in your own life with your own energy and this is you know what the community is about and that's why I wanted to invite Lucy on as well to share because you can see how we contemplate this because this work is a gift to the world mm. you know really it's a you know it's really you know you could say if Randy and I had a baby we had gifts of Gaia you know? <laughs> <laughs> that is so good 
Oh my gosh, that is so good. And yeah. I know Randy's gonna listen to this and she's gonna laugh so hard with us right now. I know. And and I feel like, you know, it is already the way it was born because Randy and I, you know, I had mentioned that earlier. So we literally went last year in nine months, which is the time of a pregnancy, which is not really funny. Oh right? my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. For nine months, we went through the whole book of the beautiful gene keys. And every week we contemplated the programming partners, two of the gene keys. And we then went live on Clubhouse and shared about our experiences and our embodiments. And it was and how the keys came alive and the feedback and the resonance was always so sweet that we thought we would love to create something out of that but what we also realized is we've been taking a lot of time contemplating the shadows and meaning the shadows also very much came alive right and then we could say wherever the focus goes energy flows and we kind of like both came to that conclusion that we said wouldn't it be wonderful to focus on the gifts more, to really bring them more to the forefront? Because sometimes the cities are already, they are sometimes a little far away to reach, right? We sometimes feel like, oh, you know, how, how can I really get to fluorescence? Or, you know, like it, it's, it's, they are so beautiful, but they seem sometimes still a little bit unreachable. And so what's so beautiful about the, the gifts is that they are actually the action that you can take, right? I can, I can, I can be more discerning or I, I can listen to that guidance, yeah? And I can bring a little bit more freshness into my life, like taking a different path to, to work or to your you know, pedicure, manicure. And those are the things that we thought, how about we focus a little bit on more on that and because right now collectively it seems like we have such a big calling going on to go back to the earth to go back to nature to go back to our origin in nature because that you know that seems to be a little bit lost we wanted to really take the frequency of the earth you know into this contemplation and um, wanted to take a look at that key that is always you know activated by the earth and and obviously then the name, you know, I, I remember that Randy and I were going back and forth, back and forth on, on, on Marco Polo and text messages. And then, and then the name was born and, and it was so beautiful. And part of it was also, we really wanted it to be accessible for everyone. We decided we, we uh, because nature is accessible to everyone, you know? And so we really wanted to make it affordable and, 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 you know have everybody be invited where it's like in this case you know money can't be the reason why we we think we cannot join this you know what i mean because there are so many things at the moment where i see wow you know it would be great if many people could participate but for like seven thousand dollars might not really be approachable for everyone and so that was a little bit something that we witnessed and we looked at and said well how can we create something something different and then yeah this is how it all came came to fruition came into this world and it has been such a, a blessing and it's 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 really every week I'm looking forward to it every Monday I'm so excited to to be in that group and have epiphanies and analogies and sharings and tears and and sisterhood it's been 
I know I've been talking a lot, but it has almost been beyond words. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it is. And that's why, you know, Michelle and I talked about it and I, I just wanted to bring you on as well to share about that as well, because I think that this work is, it transforms lives. I don't think I've ever been so at peace mm. until I really started contemplating the gene keys and came into a community with like-minded people. Like the law of resonance here is so prominent right? Like I put myself into a community with yourself and Randy and, you know, these other women and, and whoever wants to join can join. You just coincidentally have a group of women right now. And it's just like, yeah. it is so, it's just so amazing to see we are literally sprinkled around the world in different time zones, have lived completely different lives and are all different ages. Like this is like a very just vast group of women right now who are just able to relate to each other and I'm like this is so human like this is you know and that's obviously a big theme in my own chart is humanity and so yeah. I just I just love that deeply authentic connection like no bullshit <laughs> and that's really that's really important you know yeah it's almost like that image that came to me because I was just looking at the hologenetic profile and I was thinking that these beautiful containers like Gifts of Gaia uh, are really almost like a hologenetic profile in, in itself, in themselves, these different offers and groups because each one of us becomes, you know, a key. Each one of us becomes an element of something that weaves together and then, you know, the, the different frequencies can meet and we can really again we can pause we can pivot and we can merge that and we can come together as unity it's you know which is profound and the these gene keys just give a wonderful support with that yes yes yeah. before we wrap things up today lucy can you say the prayer for gifts of gaia so that our listeners can hear it. I would like love that. This Lucy is so, she does this every call. She always says a prayer. And like, if you can just take a minute, like literally two minutes to just close your eyes and be with us and listen to this, please do it because it's so profound. Very good. So first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. 13th Chinky. thank you for receiving you know the little nuggets of wisdom and the love that was shared here today so generously you know between Kayla and I really connecting and and laughing and smiling and smirking and a few tears here and there so deepest gratitude for that let's take all a deep breath in into our center ah. here in this moment we take the pause we take action in doing nothing. We take that pause that we so well deserve at any given moment in time. That is so needed, that is so needed. Divine Mother Gaia, I come before you naked and vulnerable, ready to remember my inner truth and union with all beings. Let me be your eyes, let me be your ears, let me be your mind and let me be your voice. Let me receive your breath, your wisdom and your love. Let me be a steward of your gifts. And in doing so, witness the beauty that you always surround me with. Let me be in harmony with your natural rhythms. Everything happens in perfect timing. Everything happens for the greater good. 
in times of forgetting, please surround me with your grace and soften my heart so I can remember the shining jewel at the core of all beings and return to my true home. Faithfully, I let it be. And so it is. Amen. We breathe that in for a moment. So it is. We're allowing ourselves to recognize the jewel at the core of all beings, the pearl at the core of all beings, remembering that every one of us has a core wound they sit with. Every one of us has gifts to be unwrapped and every one of us has a city to thrive for and to be excited about. Each one of us. Let's take another deep breath. Ooh. Amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, Lucy, I am, my sequel is lit. <laughs> I'm just so excited about this conversation. I can't wait to hear the feedback from our listeners and have more people join Gifts of Gaia as well. Cause like, how can you not after listening to us talk for like an hour and a half? <laughs> come, on, come on over. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Can you please let our audience know where they can connect with you? And I'm going to have all of this information in the show notes as well. Perfect. So uh, I'm a little old school, so I'm definitely reachable on Facebook, you know, like that is my, that is where I go live a lot. That's just where I have like um, a big audience and um, that's where you can yeah, see me sing and play and start, you know, I'm a storyteller over there. I'm also on Instagram, Lucy Lynch, and um, you can find me on bandcamp.com, which is where you can stream all of my music and it's all in one place. Um, you can also purchase my music there and it's all on donation base. So you can pay whatever you want for, for my music. Um, and then I have a website too, actually, which is lucylynchmusic.com. Yeah. So I would say if you want to get in touch, you just put my name into your computer and there I am because <laughs> I just show up like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love you so much. I will have all the links for everyone in the show notes. And Lucy, I just want to thank you. Today's conversation literally fed my soul. I feel so inspired every time I'm in your presence. And I love that I, I actually meant to ask you before the recording, if you could do the gifts of Gaia prayer. And I just like threw it at you and I was like, can we record this? And then you just went for it. And it was just, I, my skin was like prickling. Like it's just, it's electrifying. So Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom today. I loved our conversation. I feel like the more generous we are, the more we really shift the frequency of scarcity and of this planet, you know, that we're no longer, that we're always knowing that we give something away and something new is already coming. And that the more we do that, the more we can all flourish and we can all, we can all grow and glow you know, and that's the same way for me. That's why I love working with voices so much is because I think there's a space and a place for every voice. There's a, 
you know, and everyone has a song to sing and to share. Everyone has wisdom to bring. And there is enough room for everyone. And that's the beauty. Oh my gosh. Left me with goosebumps. I have goosebumps again. Thank you so much, Lucy. Oh, thank you. Awesome. You're so welcome. And I want to thank all the listeners for listening to our just magical episode honestly and if you can please subscribe to the channel if you want to leave a quick review definitely check out gifts of gaia come and join us because it's amazing just flat out and i will chat with you in the next episode